0: Awesome. Well, welcome, Edwin. And thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. Um, Obviously, we both have some experience in tech. I am on the recruiting side. You're on the business development side, correct? Right. Yep. Awesome. Um, And we also share a passion for the Enneagram. So that is why you are the perfect first guest for me to kind of launch this conversation around the Enneagram in the workplace and really specifically for those who are working in the tech space. So really excited to chat with you today.
1: Sure. Absolutely. It's a, it's a blast. I love the Enneagram. And uh, when you, when you uh, messaged me on LinkedIn, uh, I think that's how we connected. Yeah. You said Enneagram. It was like, let's just talk about the Enneagram for <laughs> for hours. So I'm excited to be on here.
0: So good. Well, hopefully we won't spend hours today, but <laughs> maybe we'll break it up over a few conversations. I would love that. Um, obviously, you know, before we kick off this conversation, I think it probably would be helpful to give a little bit of a background on the Enneagram. So, um, you know, I'll give my kind of definition. I would love to hear yours, but as I know it, the Enneagram is sort of a model of the human psyche. So, um, specifically sort of focuses on our motivations, our personal motivations. Um, I like to think of them as nine lenses through which we see the world. So they really shed a lot of light on, um, our personal choices and behaviors and the choices and behaviors of other people. Um, I think it's helped me provide a more compassionate, um, perspective on other people and their behaviors and just sort of taking them a lot less personally. That's just me, but why don't you go ahead and give me sort of your working definition?
1: Yeah, my working definition, that's a great definition. Um, the Enneagram to me is, uh, it's a guide that helps us understand our course, right? So uh, each number has their different cores, their core fears, their core desires. Um, and once you understand that within the human side of things, you're able to humanize um, different people and just gives you a, uh, almost a perspective or almost a, um, a guide, uh, a, to interact with them, um, yeah. in a way that's targeted to who they are, um, at the very core. So it gives you, like you said, an understanding, um, to be more compassionate, to be more understanding and to engage, um, at a deeper level.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Beautiful. Cool. Um, well, why don't you also kind of jump in and just share with me a bit more about how you got involved with Enneagram in the first place?
1: Yeah. Well, honestly, when I first saw it, someone was like, yeah, you got to take this Enneagram test. It was one of my friends. And she was like, it's awesome. It's great. I, I got introduced to it in college and I saw it and it looked like a, I don't know, a satanic thing. It you know? I was like, I don't <laughs> want to touch that at all. Like that looks weird. And she's like, no, I promise it's great. So um, that's how I was introduced to it from a friend out in a, a college. And she was just really into it. Um, she introduced it to me. So when I finally did um, take the test, I was like, okay, this is really interesting. Um, it's just another personality test, like the Myers-Briggs, um, yeah. you know, the wolf dog otter test, <laughs> yeah. whatever. didn't really give much uh, to it. But then I started researching um, the the number that was. So when I was reading the description, I was like, They know my entire life. How how is this possible? So I identify as the seven winged eight um, and seven is the enthusiast. So when I was reading uh, the core fear of of being in pain, I Mm. was like, Oh my goodness. They, they know me. (laughs) So that's when I started digging deeper into the Enneagram and started sharing it with my friends. So I I've taught it now, um, in school settings, um, when I was a teacher and a youth pastor. So it's, it's been a great uh, tool for me to, again, understand people and to really understand myself uh, more than anything else.
0: Yeah. Do you find people get excited about it when you introduce them to it? I always feel like people are just instantly pumped. They just feel so seen that it just feels like so natural for them to, to want to pursue it further.
1: All right. Absolutely. So it, it's funny because on my LinkedIn, I'm a big LinkedIn guy trying to be a LinkedIn influencer. Um, <laughs> you know, trying to, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but on my LinkedIn, I was just introducing myself to someone new on my team. Um, And, uh, she was like, oh, you're, you're an Enneagram, Sam. I just recently took the Enneagram test. It's like, oh, great. So we had a conversation about that, but she didn't do any research on it. So Mm -hmm. when I pulled it up, we were having this conversation. And again, once you mentioned the word Enneagram, I light up and we can talk for hours, (laughs) but then that's, I started sharing my screen and went through the whole Enneagram Institute. It's like, yeah, these are your core fears, desires, your health levels. You know, this is what you go to in stress and growth. Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, There's actually more to this than I thought. So uh, (laughs) we have a follow-up conversation so we can dig deeper into it. But again, it's just for personal growth, personal Mm -hmm. understanding. And once you discover who and whose you are, I feel like that's when you're able to grow Mm -hmm. um, into who you want to become.
0: Yeah, so true. Um, I think it really is an epic tool to be used in the workplace, but that's just me. And I have heard feedback from people who have said, you know, the Enneagram is too personal a tool to use, um, with teams or in the workplace. I I do understand that from a certain perspective, of course, it does really dig into things like we were talking about core fears or things that could be pretty vulnerable to share with people that you, you know, are maybe colleagues were with, or want to kind of take you seriously in a professional setting. Um, I guess what's your perspective on that? Do you feel like it's too personal for the workplace?
1: Well, I think it's not personal enough for the workplace. <laughs> uh, uh, I I can see uh, that um, perspective. However, for me, I believe that man. If if I am in it with people and I want to work with people, I want to um, see them grow and see them excel. Then I'm going to take the enneagram. I'm going to do some sort of thing to understand who I am working with, mm-hmm. uh, who my manager is, who if you're a manager, who um, you know your your employees are, and help them grow um yes professionally but also personally but also spiritually also relationally also physically right there's so much more um to work than just work itself Mm. and I believe especially in in my generation I'm a millennial I'm (laughs) not ashamed of it right um is we want to we we stopped working for organizations Mm. and we started working for people so whenever I ask my friends it's like hey you know, what do you do for a living? It's like, oh, I work for so-and-so. I work for, you know, John, I work for Mary, whoever it is, instead of I work for this organization because they want to be seen. They want to be known. They want to be heard. So in, in in short, I think that Enneagram is actually the perfect tool to use within a workplace to get to know uh, who you are so you can help develop them um, into who they want to become.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think I've seen it in um, my own team settings be such a help as I um, come to understand people's, um, driving factors or motivating factors for why they, you know, choose to attack problems in a certain way or why they may communicate in a certain way. Um, I'm a type four. Um, so (laughs) all the feelings (laughs) for, for this type, um, and I tend to have sort of thin skin I've found over the years. So when people, you know, respond shortly over email, or I feel like I, um, you know, maybe talked over in a meeting, um, it's difficult for me to, um, not take that rather personally. So, when I understand, like maybe you have an eight wing, right? The challenger. Um, if an eight is kind of running over me in a meeting, I, it would be my tendency without knowing they were an eight to feel very slighted by that. But just to kind of understand, um, that's not really at the core of their behavior. You know, it's really, it's something altogether. Or they see things just in a different light. Um, not personal to me. Right. I think it's really helped me develop um, more compassion, more grace for other people. Um, I think maybe even strengthened my ability to, to um, kind of tolerate people's differences as well i think it's it's an invaluable tool definitely for the workplace
1: Right, and I think that's a beautiful example of uh, diversity um, is is not necessary conformity of everyone has to work within the yeah. same space, right? But rather, uh, diversity is um, differences. Diversity yeah. is it leads to unity. So when you have people that are AIDS that are very strong and um, you know, they're they're known as the challenger, right? And in the forest, the individualist. Um, so they're known. As, I call them the unicorns because they're hard to come across, and they're amazing when <laughs> you do come across them. Um, but understanding those, uh, the diversity within a team actually creates more unity. Um, and it's, it's not about conformity within the workplace. Oh, if, so. if everyone thought the same way as me, we would be broke as an organization. Yeah. I would just want to <laughs> spend all the money on all the things that's fun. Right. So thankfully we have, um, just diversity within the team. And again, yeah. it gives great understanding.
0: Yeah. And it's like understanding your, your team's ecosystem in a way, you know, like you all bring kind of that unique dynamic. Um, I also think something to highlight you were saying sort of earlier, um, you know, we bring our whole selves to work. So on the topic of it being too personal, you're bringing, you know, everything going on in your personal life, everything going on, you know, inside you, um, to work every day and whether or not you necessarily realize that it's coming out in all of your interactions with people. So, um, I think another reason why this is a great tool for just understanding each other with compassion in ourselves, honestly. Yeah,
1: Right. absolutely. And I think it's, uh, at the end of the day, people like, I have a friend right now and she's, um, just, upset she's also a seven right so um, one of the fears of a seven is to be uh stagnant to to not have adventure and um in in her workplace she just feels very stagnant and Mm -hmm. and isn't excited to be there right so understanding that core fear understanding that core value of hers uh, she wants a place um in uh, an organization where she can blossom and grow and there's opportunities um, to expand outside of the niche that she's working in, Mm -hmm. in interior design, right. So just simply understanding that as a person will help you grow into it. So now she's having conversations Mm -hmm. um, with her boss of trying to gain different opportunities, because again, she understands who she is. And the Enneagram helps you do that. Once you understand who you are, it can help propel other people to give you opportunities to who you want to become.
0: Yeah, That's so true. Now, that's an interesting segue, I think, just in terms of her career. So I guess in your mind, how do you see sort of your career choice um, in tech? Is it an obvious choice, I guess, for a type seven? Um, How does it sort of fit you or in what ways does it challenge you?
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. So because I, I I was familiar with the Enneagram, I was looking, I was transitioning. So uh, kind of my journey is I was transitioning from being a teacher and I loved being a teacher. It was so fun playing with the kids, high-fiving them, having so many different interactions with yeah. them. Uh, it was a blast. Then COVID hit and I was like, this is the worst job that I can do as a seven because it wasn't <laughs> yes. fun anymore, right? Yes. We couldn't have, you know, uh, have, you know, whatever interactions that- All that I positive feedback was the, wasn't-
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I was like, okay, I need to, I need to do something else. So that's actually when I enlisted, um, and joined, uh, the army. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm in the army, California army national guard. Um, and because of that, that propelled me into, yeah, just the ability to travel. And I love that the ability for new opportunities. Mm -hmm. We got to do so many fun things in the army and and that really excited me. Mm -hmm. Um, but since I'm in the guard, I have a civilian job as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and that's what, as I was thinking, and, you know, just what do I want to do next career-wise? Um, I wanted a place where I can grow, did not want to be a teacher again. Um, and sales was calling my name, my my friends and my brother, especially, he's in the tech space, he's a finance, right? Um, and he's a five. So of course he's in finance because fives are, you know, <laughs> Not that are, we're about are,
0: stereotypes, but. Yeah, right. But, <laughs> but they yes. are
1: very intellectual, right? Yes. So that's what fives are. And he's very intellectual, numbers oriented. And I was mm-hmm. like, this stresses me out. Like, yeah. you do, you do. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but within the tech space, he was like, well, have you thought about sales development? Because you get to talk to a bunch of different people, you get to um, experience different opportunities, you probably get to travel within this role to different events. Um, and it was so much fun. Uh, right. So that's how I transitioned knowing myself from uh, Thanks to the, partly thanks to the Enneagram. That's how I started looking into um, enterprise development roles. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I got to do. I got to work with uh, different organizations, different businesses, seeing their need and networking people and bring, um, whatever resources they need in order to solve their issues. And it's exciting for me because I'm in the healthcare space. Uh, so I get to literally resource people in a healthcare space yeah. to save lives. And Amazing. it's super exciting for me.
0: Yeah. And I think an, another great point about Seven is that cheerleader mentality, um, you know, great connectors of people. I think that seems like a very natural fit. Um, so what might be some of the challenges for you in this role? As a seven, I
1: guess. As as a seven, um, I I literally had this conversation today with my boss, and um, I'm doing great, and I have my hands in a lot of different cookie jars of. Uh, so part of my job is demand uh, generation. So um, it's just how do we connect with more people? So there's you know calls, cold callings. I'm one of those annoying guys that calls on a phone. You know, it's like, why well, don't you get my number? Right. So there's that way. Then there's cold emailing, right? So you're emailing people, but. I'm like, hey, what if we did like LinkedIn? What if we did like video prospecting? What if we did like went to a rock climbing gym and just connected with everyone there and see like, how how do we continue to generate? He was like, hey, hey, slow down. Like you have freedom. He's encouraging me. Um, and. And giving me the freedom to fail forward, but it's like, okay, let's focus. Let's not take away from what we know works, um, because you're kind of bored with it or whatever it is. But let's step into uh, continuing in the discipline and taking some time, you know, uh, to explore these different avenues in which yeah. we can uh, continue to generate um, yeah. more, more demand, more business. Right. Definitely. So um, that's a challenge for me. I just want my hands in too many cookie jars.
0: Yeah, type sevens, right? They just, they want to start a million projects and maybe finish one of them, maybe. But um, its they're always bringing new ideas uh, to your point. You know, um, demand generation sounds like the perfect world for you. You, you would have a million right. ideas of of new, um, you know, potential prospects. Um, and of course, when you have the right team behind you, I think to kind of help put some process and organization behind it, kind of bring ideas to life, um, you're pretty unstoppable. So that's that's really cool. Awesome. Appreciate Absolutely. You <laughs> and I
1: think and I think that's why it's valuable to, again, to know the Enneagram, to know who you are, uh, what. What you bring to the table, because that's a conversation. I'm seeing some success in this new LinkedIn, um, outreach that, um, I'm doing. And the conversation again, I just had with my boss, like, well, how do we create systems yeah. up uh, into that? I'm like, you do that. Like I just wanted to have fun. Yeah. You know, I just want to talk to people on LinkedIn and I'm the um, idea so, man.
0: Okay. <laughs> right.
1: So now we're working together again, bringing the team aspect of creating systems so we can replicate it to, um, to benefit
0: the, the rest yeah. of the organization. Very cool. Awesome. Um, well, I know, you know, sort of the news about layoffs has been, uh, you know, pretty prevalent in the tech space over the last several months. Um, I know it's been a hard time for people. Um, I guess, how do you as a type seven sort of react to that sort of news in tech? Um, how does your type maybe address um, a layoff or a colleague that's been laid off? Um, what's sort of your perspective on that?
1: sure if if i'm being honest not well right so again sevens are the adventurers they're yeah. the enthusiasts um and again unfortunately there is a lot of playoffs within tech yeah. um as of recent and will likely continue on yeah. right so that's just unfortunate um so sevens for me at least um i have a hard time um sitting with the right now this really sucks like yeah. you just got the news yesterday and this really sucks right because the conversation that I like to have is like well think of all the new opportunities you can have yeah. with the experience that you had within this space or hey now that you don't have a job like come to Lake Tahoe with me for the yeah. weekend <laughs> or like during yes, the week let's yes. go on a on a trip and right it, it doesn't connect with me it's like oh wait like no I need to be present I need to um or what, what my friends need is to be present right here, right now, yeah. um, because they're going through the great unknown and it's scary for a lot yeah. of people, uh, not having an income, especially if you have responsibilities and dependents. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm learning to slow down and to really, um, think about being present, uh, in midst of, you know, the recent news, um, instead yeah. of just going to the next thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I guess on that topic, um, what would your advice be to a type seven that had been recently laid off?
1: Yeah. Um, my advice is, so again, you're the, the core fear of the seven is to be in pain. So whether that's physical pain, emotional pain is also real. Um, and type sevens, they almost at least for me, my schedule is packed because mm-hmm. I don't want to think about the hard thing that I have to em- embrace. Yeah. So for a type seven is to surround yourself with people, uh, maybe to sit in a coffee shop, um, because you want that, that noise that energy Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. You want the, you want the people right. Mm-hmm. Um, and to process to sit down and to process, uh, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the reality of what you're experiencing right now, mm-hmm. uh, my encouragement is not to run away from the pain, yeah. but rather embrace it so mm-hmm. you can live in health. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you live in a healthy lifestyle, then you can create, uh, well, better decisions moving forward. But right now, don't run away from the pain, my fellow sevens. Um, It's a tough situation. We see you, we hear you and it's okay to, to experience the emotions you're experiencing right now.
0: Yeah. I think actually that's a really important point Um, for sevens and for a lot of, of types um, just that the emotions that you're feeling um, are okay. You know, whatever that emotion may be Um, you know, people have a lot of varied responses to being laid off, but whatever that is, if it's something you're experiencing, it's right for you (laughs) and um, worth processing. And on that note, um, what does sort of processing look like to you? Are you like a journaler? Do you talk it out? Um, what's kind of worked for you?
1: Yeah. So it's funny. So on a on a different note, of processing as a seven. Um, I'm also a verbal processor, which okay. sevens commonly are. Yes, um, are. And it's hilarious because uh, I'm assuming you're an internal processor. Is that right? More so. I'm
0: putting, <laughs> yeah. I'm
1: putting you in the box, right? Yeah. Uh, but I there was a a relationship that I was in and I would just verbally process all these things. I want to start a food truck and I want to do this and I want to do this. Right. And I was just verbally processing. Uh, But uh, the person that I was with my significant other at the time, uh, she was an internal processor and she was like, wait, what, what,
0: (laughs) what what are we doing? I can't move to India. (laughs)
1: Like what, what do you mean? We're like, what (laughs) do you mean? We're doing a food truck. Right. So for her, whenever she shares, uh, it was very thought out and it's like, Hey, this is something thought out and I really want to do it versus yeah. when I share, it's like, yeah, let's just do it. So yeah. to process for, for a seven for me, um, is to yes, process verbally. So find two, three trusted mm-hmm. people to process with. Um, and when to, to, to that point too, I do have a journal. So I do write uh, quite a bit on oh, this okay. journal. Um, I have about, I don't know, 12 journals on my shelf right now. And that's how I, when I write down my thoughts, that's when it's really, it's real right? Yeah. It's like, well, this is what's going on. Yeah. So for, as a seven, uh, the encouragement is to journal, uh, be really into the journaling and also call a friend um, or your mom to, to yeah, talk yeah. to your feelings.
0: <laughs> yeah. Whoever's willing to kind of, um, you know, I think I, I know I've heard seven say they get worried about sort of burning out the person in front of them by that verbal processing, of course, you know? So I think if you can kind of establish those boundaries, maybe you have a colleague who is happy to jump on, um, maybe they're a verbal processor themselves. Um, I think it's nice if you can kind of trade <laughs> back and forth um, those conversations. I think it can be really enriching as well.
1: And to yeah. to a seven's friend too, right? So yeah. say you do get the fortunate call of being one of the processors. Yeah. We don't want you to fix our problems. Oh, we just yes. want you to to ask questions and yeah. to dream with us and to yeah. have fun with us. And yeah. Don't say
0: that us. won't work. I don't think we have the right. money for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Every, every idea is a good idea, right? Yes. Just yeah. tell them that. Yeah. And then you know, <laughs> don't actually action on them, right? We, we don't care yeah. if you action on them. Just, just dream with us. Yeah, right. right. Like
0: a, a seven's nightmare is someone coming in saying there's no budget for that idea.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Oh my goodness. Um. That's too funny. I think you know, as a four, I think I tend to, like you were saying, internalize and sort of as I've gotten older, um, I think I've tried to really reflect internally before I process out loud. Um, I think in part just because my feelings can be so big or my reactions, my initial reaction might feel so big that I don't want to run the risk of just, um, you know, putting that out there and maybe that not being really how I actually feel later on. So, um, I think I find it work with, um, with how I interact with people's responses to me or whatnot. I, I think I need to like withdraw, take a couple minutes to myself, um, or sometimes days to, to respond to people. And I know that leaves people scratching their heads sometimes like, why can't you just have an immediate reaction? And I do, I just don't want to regret it later. Sure,
1: <laughs> so absolutely. I think
0: that's another thing I've really utilized. Um, I think the Enneagram or just knowing that that's a hallmark of my personality makes me feel a bit like less alone, I think also. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I'm sure sure you feel the same. as I'm I'm
1: curious for you just to turn, turn the tables. I have a question for you then Um, as you're creating this podcast, as you're creating content on LinkedIn, which it's amazing, right? Give, give yourself a follow or give Kelly a follow um, (laughs) on LinkedIn. Um, does that change things as a, as a four that you just really want to spend time on this post and you're going to fine tune it and then fine tune it again and then fine tune yeah. it again yeah. and then maybe post it. Yeah. Right. How, yeah. how does that work for content creation?
0: Yeah, that's a good, I mean, obviously another name for the the individualist, the type four is the artist. I think, um, and like any artist, I am very, so protective of the things that I create. I am, so happy to create art that never goes anywhere or create content that never goes anywhere. Um, I have tons and tons in my house right now of canvases I've like drawn and painted on, and I just have no desire to ever show anybody. It's just enough for me to get my feelings um, kind of out of my body and like into the world, um, even if it's just my own little space. Um, so that said, this is, um, a risk for me. Yeah, it definitely does feel that way. Um, I'm also more of an introverted type four. So, um, it's a stretch for me to, um, consider putting my thoughts and feelings, um, out into the world for other people to comment on, because I think another hallmark of the four is fearing being misunderstood. So, um, you know, the ultimate nightmare for me is to put any of my ideas or art or beliefs out there and for other people to say, I don't get it. Um, and I think if you never put anything out there, then no one can misunderstand you. So, um, yes, this is definitely, I think my own, um, kind of step towards pushing my boundaries and trying to step into my own growth. Um, Yeah. Does that answer the question? <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. Thanks yeah. for sharing. And yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's even more cool that you are putting yourself out there. Um, because yeah, for an individualist, uh, y'all or for y'all have such a beautiful, awesome voice and experience <laughs> and just mindset. Um, and it needs to be shared. So kudos to you for for putting it out there and, and sharing your voice.
0: Oh, well, I appreciate it. I mean, honestly, Edwin, thank you so much for this conversation. It has been a total pleasure. Um, thanks for just sharing some of your own inner workings. I know there's some vulnerability in that as well. So I appreciate that a lot. Um, and I look forward to kind of seeing where your type takes you in your career as well.
1: (laughs) Sure. Absolutely. Hey, looking forward to the next conversation.
0: Awesome. Bye. Bye. Hold on. Did it stop? Nope.